We know we have fans all over the world. And by we, I mean, John, uh, this is perhaps today with John Millay and John, you know, John drives all over Miss Minnesota, but, uh, you know, his, his fame is not contained by random state borders or even international borders. Uh, he has fans in Mississippi. Tell me about it, John. Yeah, Jim, how you doing? Um, I got an email from a guy in Mississippi, Bob in Mississippi. And yeah, the reach of this podcast cannot be underestimated. I get the, this uh, email from Bob, who was interested in one of the topics on last week's show, which was Winnie Mac High School, where I went up for a volleyball match and a good Title IX celebration. So Bob is a Minnesota native. He's a graduate of Foston High School in the 70s. Told me he worked in radio at several spots in Minnesota before moving away. He lives in Mississippi. I don't know where, but I'm just going to read part of his email. I had talked about the the schools that the, that now form Winnie Mac. There used to be two. So here's what he wrote. Before Winnie Mac, there was Erskine, the Comets, and Macintosh Winger, the Scots. And he wrote, Macintosh Winger was especially known for basketball cheerleaders wearing Scottish apparel at games. I don't know if that means kilts or what, but bagpipes and kilts, that'd be awesome. And then he wrote, I enjoy your podcast for catching up from my days in high school and working radio sports in Minnesota before I left the state. So thank you, Bob in Mississippi. Keep listening. Keep in touch. It's great to hear from you. And uh, who knew we had had an audience in uh, Mississippi? Uh, well, John has a lot of really good topics for today. I'm going to interrupt the show to tell you that I, it's shocking how much time I've spent in Mississippi. Again, I never lived in Mississippi, and I write about sports in Minnesota. I took a trip to see Leslie Frazier's childhood home. I uh, went to see uh, Brett Favre's hometown. I saw Brett Favre's mom drinking uh, a light beer and dancing in a a grocery store parking lot as part of the big celebration uh, in Kill, Mississippi, before he played the NFC Championship game. Uh, I, you know, I've been to Hattiesburg to do stories on Favre. I've been to Hattiesburg to visit family. Uh, I've spent a lot of time in Mississippi. Yeah, I've only been down like in the, the Gulf Coast area. I have a brother who used to live in Mobile, Alabama. And when we'd be down there, we'd sometimes drive across from Alabama through that little point of Mississippi to Pensacola, Florida, and Gulf Shores, Alabama. Let's get to a family affair. Yeah, this is this will definitely bring the, bring the level up, Jim. Uh, there was a fairly typical cross-country meet Saturday at Simile High School. In Invergrove Heights, I went out there because of, of a really cool family connection. There were three generations and five members of the Gerber family there. I didn't know all of them before Saturday. Now I do. I knew a couple of them real well. So the starter for this cross-country meet was Steve Gerber. He's one of the most experienced cross-country and track officials in the state. Does a great job. The timing company, it's called Wyzetta Results. They, they do high school and college track and cross country, you know, all over the, the Midwest. And they do the state meets and cross country and track for the high school league. So Steve's son, Josh, runs that operation. The cross country coach at Simley is another one of Steve's sons, Dan. And one of the runners was uh, Steve's grandson, Lyle, running for Richfield. So Lyle's dad, Chris, was there as a parent. So we had five Gerbers there. I shot some photos of them, and, and I've, I've written a story about them. 
just had so much fun hanging out with them. So if you go to John's Journal at mshsl.org, I think the headline is uh, uh, Minnesota's First Family of Cross Country. So they're great people, interesting uh, kind of look at uh, – at, at what they do. And boy, they are an athletic family. They, they're, they're all runners and track and cross country is their thing and, and wonderful people too. So thanks to all the Gerbers for letting me uh, bother them for a little bit. This is Preps Today with John Millay. He's John Millay from the NSHSL. Uh, you can find his John's journal at MSH, MSH, I can never do it, John. MSHSL. I can. Well, I need to practice more. .org. You can find John's journal there. You, of course, get to hear his podcast here at TalkNorth.com. Thanks to our producer, Brianne Burdett. Thanks to our sponsors, Pizza Barn in Princeton and Minnesota Propane. Get out there and grill. Uh, if you'd like to advertise with this show or many of the many shows across the network, you can reach Karen Cleary at K-C-L-E-A-R-Y at TalkNorth.com. Uh, tons of outdoor content. Tons of variety content. Mike Grimm's Go Go for Podcast. Russo, Lavelle, Roy Smalley, John Millay, Jeff Diamond, John Krasinski. The list goes on and on. Check it out. We do appreciate you listening. Now let's get to football in St. Clair. Yeah, for my 10th football game of the season on Friday, Jim, I drove down to St. Clair. It's basically just outside of Mankato. And there, there's some interesting things going on down there. Uh, St. Clair, which is a public school, and Mankato Loyola, which is a private school, they have co-op teams in, in several sports. Football is one of them. And this is year five for the football co-op. And I've been kind of documenting this, this co-op uh, since year one. I wrote about the team after their last game of the season in the section playoffs to end the first year of this co-op. I went down last year to a practice at Loyola to interview seniors who were freshmen when the co-op began, but I'd never been to a, a game in St. Clair, a football game in St. Clair until Friday. And it was really, it was really fun. The school and the field. I, I'm going to, I'm going to see if you understand this, Jim, the school and the football field are somehow right off main street, but also on the edge of town. So it is a small <laughs> town. It is a small town. It's a great little town. I've been there you know, for other things. It's just a fantastic small town. Um, the game was uh, was kind of a blowout. The The uh, St. Clair Loyola Spartans beat uh, Waterville Elysian Morristown. The Spartans are 6-0. and And, you know, I always have fun at small town events. I'm a small town guy. This was really great. Uh, the Booster Club provided a sloppy Joe dinner before the game, you know, and there's a big glass jar with a slot in the top. You just drop in whatever you're going to drop in to get a sloppy Joe and a bag of chips and a cookie. And I put in a fiver. I had a five and I had a 20. A 20 seemed excessive. I put in the five. And I, as I was waiting my turn to get my food, somebody had dropped a $100 bill into that jar. I don't know how many people they were feeding, but uh, and the money all goes to the booster club. I'm sure that was the that was the reason somebody had an extra hundy in their pocket, dropped it in for a couple of made rights. So uh, it was really fun. Thanks to everybody in St. Clair for a great night. I'll I'll be back. Uh, Brian's gonna have to clip that. We need to have the make it rain. Uh, the, the make it rain with John Malay contest. Can you <laughs> would you spend more than five dollars right. on a sloppy joke? <laughs> 
I can just see, I can just see you making the motion. You're just just flipping that five up in the air and having it just fly right in that jar. <laughs> would have been a spectacular. Would have been a spectacular. We need video of this. I'd be like the thief in church trying to get that hundy out of the collection <laughs> plate too. <laughs> uh, we have a lot more to come. Uh, why don't you tell us about the board of directors' decisions? Yeah, the high school league board met last week. They meet six times a year, and uh, there were no real headlines to come out of this fairly routine meeting. And for anybody who thinks the high school league only deals with sports, here I'm going to go through some of these decisions they made. In speech, which is a high school league activity like debate, one-act play, these fine arts. So the board approved the use of computers and internet in X. X easy for me to say, extemporaneous speaking. So basically kids get a topic, they have a certain amount of time to prepare. For some reason, up until this decision, they couldn't use a computer or the internet. They just had to bring a whole bunch of information with them and hope they had what they needed. So that's allowed. And in duo interpretation, which is kind of like if you think of two comedians up there or two storytellers working together, as, as of that meeting, the two people working together can contact each other. And I've seen some of these duo interpretation performances. Like if you're going to do a high five with each other before this, you couldn't technically touch each other. You couldn't do a high five. You had to kind of mime it. So of course, uh, when I tweeted that news that body contact is going to be allowed, our friend in Mankato, uh, sports writer and basketball official, Chad Courier, had the tweet of the day, a reference somehow to it's the block charge call is still going to be difficult, even in it. duo interpretation. So that's, that's what they did there. Um, in the in the music contest, the board approved adding a guitar category, and Ooh. in the clay target uh tournament they they approved adding a female division as of uh, up until now it's been basically co-ed now there would be a separate category for female only shooters and in the world of sports the board did uh, did turn down one proposal the baseball and softball coaches wanted to add four games they didn't want to add days the dates the way it works right now you can play 20 games in baseball and softball and you, you have to do that on over 20 dates. They wanted to keep the 20 dates, add four more games, thinking double headers and things. But the board uh, didn't uh, didn't agree. And in fact, the athletic director's advisory committee, the high school league, didn't like it. All these things go through all the region committees around the state. It, it They did not, a majority of them did not want this passed. I think it has to do with transportation and officials like everything else. It's just, you know, and uh, I, also, I don't know, maybe if you open the door, hey, you can play more games. Well, then here come six other sports that want to play more games. So an interesting meeting. Like I said, no big headlines, but uh, interesting decisions are always made by the board of directors. I love that they're bringing guitar in. Uh, it's it's the easiest, yeah. most accessible instrument there is. Lavelle Neal, at his advanced age, just got a, a, a guitar for his birthday, and he's going to learn to play. And he asked me about it. And I said, all you needed, there are only seven chords. You know, it doesn't take that long to learn them. And if you know seven chords, you can play 80% of the music, you know, the pop or rock music ever written in the world. So why wouldn't sure. you do that? And yep. you play it Excellent. all your life. So I think it's a great idea. Yeah, I think it'll be very popular. Excellent. All right. Tell us about Pizza Barn in Princeton. 
Yeah, good things always happening up at our at the Pizza Barn in Princeton. The October Pizza of the Month is an annual favorite. It's the Oktoberfest pizza. It starts with the Pizza Barn's famous homemade pizza crust. They add a tangy barbecue sauce, diced bratwurst, and sauerkraut. I'm in favor of both of those. They top it off with a combination of freshly shredded mozzarella and Swiss. And then for a little added flavor, the finishing touch is a little bit of freshly ground black pepper. You can get that for dine-in, takeout, delivery, take-and-bake. You can even pick it up curbside throughout October. That's the Oktoberfest pizza. And those Pizza Barn food trucks, we talk about them every week. They're busy. Uh, they're they're just this week alone. There, they've got a stop at the Elk River Youth Football Back Channel Brewery Oktoberfest at the Malax County Fairgrounds and Dens Pumpkins in Dayton. And as always, our great thanks to our friend Jody Stay and her crew at the Pizza Barn in Princeton for being a long time sponsor of our podcast. Yes, thank you, Jody. And thanks also to Propane, Minnesota Propane. Lots of good grilling days. It's going to be freaking 80 degrees today, John, as we're talking here. As in, we're talking here, Tuesday morning, it's going to be 80 degrees. I'm heading this afternoon south to Blue Earth for a cross-country meet. And I may I may wear shorts. That, I, that, that's just, if, if I Do see it. 80, if I see, I'll take a jacket. You know, it might get a little windy. It may, may get rainy tonight. I don't know. But, yeah, I'm excited. This weather's been fantastic. Yeah, I, I, having lived all over the country, uh, Minnesota is the quintessential jacket and shorts state. Yes. Uh, tell us about some more good stuff. Yeah, I got tons of good little short items here. Uh, there's a Saturday night in October that every year I go to the Minnesota State High School Coaches Association Hall of Fame and Awards Banquet. Banquet. This was held last Saturday night at the Sheraton Minneapolis West. It's a great group. These are high school coaches. They induct Hall of Fame members every year. They give awards to state championship coaches, coaches of the year, assistant coaches of the year. They have officials awards. They have basically some lifetime achievement awards. It's a good, it's a great dinner. Uh, such a great group of people, and and I'm honored to be. A few years ago, they made me a lifetime member of the Minnesota State High School Coaches Association, and and I wouldn't miss that thing for the world. Another neat event. This was last Friday night at Allianz Field, the great soccer stadium in St. Paul. It's a new. It's going to be an annual thing. This was the first go-around. It's called the St. Paul Cup. It's basically a couple of soccer games, boys and girls teams from the St. Paul City Conference. They get the opportunity to play in that big stadium. They do a lot of cool things uh, outside the games, but just to have that kind of opportunity to play in, in Allianz Field, that's really awesome. Uh, here's a good story. We talked about transportation. When the East Grand Forks boys soccer team was scheduled to play at Crookston last week, there was an issue with transportation. Uh, East Grand Forks, they did not have a bus available to take the kids to Crookston. So the folks in Crookston hear about this. They send one of their buses over to East Grand to pick up the other team and bring them to town so the game can be played. That's a great story of helping your neighbors. Way to go, Crookston. Um, and during a big cross-country meetup in Purim last week, the Purim High School pep band, they came out to the cross-country course and entertained everybody. I saw some video on Twitter of this, and my comment was, Every event is better with a pep band. I want a pep band playing at my funeral. And then I asked Twitter people, hey, give me some suggestions. What should the pep band play at my funeral? Lots of great ideas. 
but then I realized I, I don't want to jinx myself here. Let's hope we don't have to put that plan into action for a very long time. No doubt. Uh, good stuff. Uh, <laughs> yes, very good point. Good stuff. I'm planning my funeral on Twitter, Jim. What's wrong with me? Uh, I mean, I can't really think of a better use of for Twitter. <laughs> there you go. All right. Uh, here, and here's a good use of this show. As we usually do, let's get to our most valuable teammate. Yeah, yeah. Weekly award uh, at the high school league. Congratulations to this week's most valuable teammate, Jacob Solberg of uh, Wabashaw Kellogg. He's a football player. He's selfless. He places the needs of others, including the team above himself. He possesses relentless positive energy, no matter the circumstances. Jacob is great on the bus after a tough loss and is someone who will make any locker room better. Congrats to Jacob Solberg of Wabashaw Kellogg for being the latest, most valuable teammate. Excellent. Now let's wrap this up with a very intriguing subhead that John sent me. What does Google know? Other than everything, I would imagine. You know, we get these, these notices on our phone. So I get a Google note. It, it's been tracking me as I drive. So it told me I, in September, according to Google, I drove 2,194 miles and I was on the road for 70 hours and six minutes in September. I can't verify any of that. This is according to the overlords at Google. And they were, and it, Google was even nice enough to list all the restaurants I visited, including an embarrassing embarrassingly large number of fast food locations. So, hey, Google, shut the bleep up. I don't need that. I don't need to hear that. That's, thanks for nothing. Thanks for nothing. The mileage was fine. Then you have to send me a list of all the fast food places I, I stopped at. Thank you very much. Hardly an original thought here, but isn't it amazing how, you know, John, we're old, so growing up, you know, our parents told us, uh, what did they tell us? Don't ever get in a car with a stranger. Now we get in Ubers. Uh, you know, I don't <laughs> yeah. know you. And you have a little sign in your car. Let me get in the car. You can do whatever you want with me. Uh, take me wherever you want. That sounds like a good idea. Let me ha- carry around a device that has all of my personal information and uh, is easily hacked. You know, let's just make sure everybody has access to everything we do and say and spend. It, 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 what could go wrong, John? Oh, I see no downside to any of that. I I enjoyed finding out supposedly how many hours I spent on the road and how many miles I drove. That was plenty. Google should have stopped right there. Don't give me the list of KFCs and Burger Kings and McDonald's and Arby's and Culver's and Dairy Queens. I didn't need that. Thank you very much. Yeah, don't tell us to eat our vegetables, Google. (laughs) Uh, Hey, thanks to Brianne for producing. Thanks to Pizza Barn. Thanks to Propane, Minnesota Propane. Thank you for listening to TalkNorth.com. Again, we have a lot of great shows. Check out the website. uh, Subscribe to your favorite podcast app, the shows you do like. It's free. It's easy. And we'll be back next week because there's a lot of stuff going on.